Hey, it's Vincent, and welcome to episode 5 of Abstract Development. Today I'm sitting at home uh, in front of my laptop. I'm still recording into my phone because I think the microphone sounds much better uh, than the MacBook one. Uh, it just sounds a bit more clearer and less echoey. And I'm used to speaking to my phone now, so I think it'll be much easier for me. I just want to start the episode with a follow-up. Um, Gluon was rejected again by App Store Review, which made me a bit negative and miserable the past few days. Um, but as the day is progressing today and the sun is shining, blue skies, I'm actually starting to feel a bit better. Um, but the fact is there's nothing I can do, really, um, except just write them back. Um, for anyone interested, they came up with the same points of rejection, even though I integrated the blocking features into the app. Um, however, they seemed to have skipped through it and didn't see it. So, what can I do? Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave over the weekend and go from there. In the last episode, I asked if anyone wants to ask me any questions that I'll answer on the podcast. Um, I had a few. Um, one good one that came through was from Ingmar from Microblog. Uh, wrote in to say, have you ever had to subcontract someone when you ran out of time? And would you be willing to do this at all? Okay, so to answer your question, um, it's a bit difficult. Um, I did do it in the past. Um, I stopped doing it now for various reasons. Um, I would consider it again. However, it really depends on who you're going to work with. I did it in the past because I could take on the work. But at the same time, I wanted to make sure that I had a reasonable workload, so if I could split it between uh, myself and the subcontractor slash freelancer, um, then that would be fine. Um, I never really hired someone because I felt I'm running uh, running out of time. Um, just because there is this onboarding process, and by the time I think oh no, I'm going to be out of time with this project, it's already too late. So onboarding someone uh, would be the wrong wrong thing to do. The biggest problem with subcontracting is that you have to find someone reliable and someone that is good at what they do and stick to their promises. I know that it can be difficult to stick to promises, but... Um, in a lot of cases, communication just breaks down and then I have to worry. Um, I worry the client and I don't know anything. So I have to chase, the client is chasing me. And that's something I kind of want to avoid. Um, if you do think of some, if you do want to think about subcontracting, I suggest you have a few test projects for someone to see how they communicate. Um, and also, how they react to 
a few projects uh, with yourself. I think that's the kind of best advice I can give. Um, I personally have been burned by that. Um, I worked with a few people that seemed reliable, they knew what they were doing, but when it actually came to it, there was no drive to finish anything and um, I basically just had to pick up all the work and do it. I had a project where I had to do a specific part, but also another subsection in the project. Um, so I decided to hire someone uh, for this subsection whilst I concentrate on the slightly harder bit. Um, it all went fine at the start, but then over the course of a few weeks, I got um, real bad quality results uh, from the freelancer and I was running out of time with the client and I had to push back a few times as well. Unfortunately, the quality at the end wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough for me. It wasn't close to the design and because it was a website, we also have to think about responsive design um, and how it works that way. But it just didn't work out. So I ended up spending a few weeks pretty much doing it from scratch and fixing all the mistakes. Um, I'm usually quite nice, so I didn't actually say anything. I was just like, okay, thanks for the work. Uh, here's your money. Um, I didn't say much. I was just like, okay, thank you. Um, and then after that, I just didn't get, give any more work to uh, to the freelancer. Um, saying not, not all is bad. Um, I hired someone for a little project uh, just to help me. I was doing the CMS integration and asked him to do the front end for me. It was a simple site and it was kind of a breath of fresh air to just after someone to have someone that can focus on the work and deliver it on it. Uh, even though it wasn't perfectly in time, that was fine. I always calculate this in a project. Um, but the main important thing for me was communication. Um, he communicated well with me. Um, he just said, oh, you know, sorry. Uh, a few days uh, late, I'm struggling with um, the development stack at the moment just to uh, get to grips with it uh, because I personally have uh, requirements as well if someone works with me. Um, it's just so I can be more confident about, about, about the project uh, and hand it over to the client. I don't mind learning new uh, ways of doing things. I don't mind... Um, a different front-end framework. I really don't mind that. It's just sometimes it's good just to set some ground rules, um, but giving the actual freelancer just free reign on whatever is best for them, basically. Yeah, so that project worked out well. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have any more projects after that uh, of similar uh, nature because I decided just to take on less project work uh, for the smaller clients. Um, and just concentrate on uh, big income clients. Um, I know it's a bit backwards, but I have about three to four months of projects uh, in the pipeline at the time. Um, even when I'm in the middle of a project, I 
you know, get some other requests in, obviously. So I'm always trying to stay three months ahead of everything. Yeah, it helps with everything, you know, money planning. Uh, not that I'm very good with that. Um, and also, you know, setting expectations for, for the clients. Yeah, so, you know, do it if you're confident with the person you are working with. Um, if you work with him or her before and you are happy with the work and you have a similar skill set in a way, as in you know what you're doing, <laughs> um, then by all means, subcontract out. Um, I suggest don't do it when you run out of time. I say plan it ahead of time because um, you'll have to plan the resource as well. So if I'm two weeks to the deadline and I'm thinking I'm running out and I reach out to someone that I know, um, it's good to know uh, at the start of the project, hey, listen, friend, I have this project on. I may need some help. Would you be available? Um, I think that's a good way to go about it. Um, if you know someone last minute, I can help you last minute. Fair enough. Do it. So, yeah, um, I hope that answers your question. Um, if you want me to follow that up, just give me a shout. Um, I'm happy to explain a bit more, um, even with a blog post, if that helps. That's it for now. Um, if anyone has any other questions, or if Ingmar, you have more questions, just let me know. I'm happy to answer them uh, as I go. Um, today is Friday, so I'll be editing the podcast probably tonight and ship it the same day. Let's see. Um, on a side note, I'm just looking at um, CDN hosting and hosting my uh, files on the website and other things. So looking at digital ocean spaces. Um, it's like a flat fee of $5 a month, uh, which is quite good. Um, at the moment, I use S3 and CloudFront. I mean, it's only $10 a month, so it's not, not too bad. But I was just toying around with the idea to move everything to spaces and use the built-in CDN they have. Um, I think it'll, it'll solve some of my problems, especially that I get a good amount of storage as well. Um, I was thinking of just ditching the CDN completely and just uh, serve files straight from the, the S3 bucket or just from my site. The only problem is my site is uh, hosted in Germany, so anyone around the globe will have to wait for images to download, uh, which I kind of want to avoid. I mean, the images or files or whatever, they're not very big. Um, I think the biggest thing is the podcast. Um, so yeah, let's see what I do there. Um, I'm in no rush, to be honest. Just something in the back of my head. Or back of my mind, even. Um, yeah, what else? I was uh, working on Picard, the server management uh, service. I got the registration to work. Um, I'll probably write a blog post about it next week. I'm hoping I can work on it tonight. Um, I know it's been a while since I updated uh, the blog with any information about it. Um, so I'd like to get back on track and do that. It would be quite good. Um, I'm just thinking about different login steps or registration steps, for example, you register and then the next screen will be, okay, what's your name and do you prefer, do you prefer a one-time passcode or password? So it's like a magic link. Um, 
or do you prefer a real uh, password that you set yourself? Um, so I'm just doing a little bit of an onboarding process there. Just something friendly. Um, I'm not going to use too much JavaScript, to be honest. Uh, it's all going to be server-side rendered for most part. I'm just going to sprinkle a bit of JavaScript just to make it flow a bit nicer. Um, yes, yeah, it was quite fun to integrate that into Rails. Uh, I wrote a lot of nodes about the user model and the user database. Um, yeah, it's kind of fun writing migrations for uh, Ruby on Rails and tying in the models of everything and writing the controllers. So I, I kind of enjoy that. Uh, with Gluon, um, I'm going to keep going with the test flight. Uh, I've got some good feedback there. Uh, so thanks for everyone that's using Gluon and giving me all your reports. I am making a huge list of them. I mean, that's not that huge, but some are recurring, some are feature requests. So I'm just kind of treading lightly on what I want to do and what I want to prioritize. Uh, with the review kind of in limbo at the moment, I just want to take it a bit slower and concentrate on the quality again. Um, I did actually come up with a new design for Gluon over the past few days, but I think I try to launch it first. So yeah, the sun is setting at the moment. I can see some airplanes flying overhead, it's always nice. And the sun is shining on my desk, which is also nice, but I can't see the computer, so it's kind of my sign to, to uh, take a break, um, pick up my daughter from kindergarten, and yeah, just go into evening mode and try and relax for a few hours. So thanks for listening again and I'll see you next week. Bye.